Hello, book lovers. Welcome back to the Bookshelf of Lynn's podcast. Um, I just wanted to thank you guys for all the support on my first episode last week and the trailer the week before. Um, I also wanted to let you guys know really quick that I do now have listener support available. Um, it's not required by any means. Um, it's totally your call. It's a small monthly donation um, to support the podcast and its you know, future, um, whether it's upgrading equipment or you know, buying more books to give more reviews. <laughs> um, anything's appreciated, even just listening, um, rating the podcast, sharing the podcast, following the podcast, anything and everything is appreciated. But I did want to go ahead and let you guys know that listener support is now available. Um, I believe there's three different prices. I believe it's 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 and all of those are monthly. Um, but today I have another book review for you and this was one of my favorite reads. So for those that don't know me, one of my favorite genres and actually what got me back into my love of reading is true crime, mystery, thriller, all of that. And the book that I am going to be reviewing today is called If You Tell by Greg Olson. And for those that follow me on my book Instagram account, you'll know that I have already reviewed this book, but I wanted to make a whole episode for this because, oh my god, um, this episode is going to be um, listed as explicit just because of the topics that are being talked about. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail about them just because I want to keep, you know, my reviews pretty spoiler free, but this is a book based on a true story of a crime that was committed. Um, It's a true story of murder, family secrets, and the unbreakable bond of sisterhood. Um, I just want to go ahead before I get into this case, like into this book, I said into this case. (laughs) I wish I was a true crime podcaster. Maybe. Another dream, but different, different day. Um, Before I get into this, I just want to say if anybody listens to this episode and has heard about this actual case all of my social medias are linked on my anchor website and they should be linked on spotify as well um please send me anything you can find on this actual case because i have not been able to find anything i probably just didn't look hard enough but if you have like any true crime youtubers that you watch that have talked about this case please 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 send me them i want to know more about this case um but this book this book did do justice for it so the blurb of the book so the true story of three young girls caught in the web of a coldly calculating killer their mother after more than a decade when sisters Nikki, Sammy, and Tori Notek heard the word mom, it claws like an eagle's talons, triggering memories that have been their secret since childhood, until now. 
For years, behind the closed doors of their farmhouse in Raymond, Washington, their sadistic mother, Shelley, subjected her girls to years of unimaginable abuse, degradation, torture, and psychic terrors. Through it all, Nikki, Sammy, and Tori developed a defiant bond that made them far less vulnerable than Shelley imagined. Even as others were drawn into their mother's dark and perverse web, the sisters found the strength and courage to escape an escalating nightmare that culminated in multiple murders. Harrowing and heartrending, If You Tell is a survivor story of absolute evil and the freedom and justice that Nikki, Sammy, and Tori risked their lives to fight for. Sisters Forever, Victims No More, they found a light in the darkness that made them the resilient women they are today, loving, loved, and moving on. And holy shit was this book Fifty Shades of What the Fuck. So, the genre of this book obviously is true crime, serial killers, true crime accounts, and murder and mayhem accounts. Um, the author, Greg Olson, is a number one New York Times and Amazon Charts bestselling author who has written more than 30 books, including Lying Next to Me, The Last Thing She Ever Did, and two novels in the Nicole Foster series, The Sound of Rain and The Way of Silence. He's known for his ability to create vivid and fascinating narratives. He's appeared on multiple television and radio shows and news networks such as Good Morning America, Dateline, Entertainment Tonight, CNN, and MSNBC. In addition, he's been featured in Red Book, People, and Salon Magazine, as well as in the Seattle Times, Los Angeles Times, and New York Post. Both his fiction and nonfiction works have received critical acclaim and numerous awards, including prominence on the USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestseller lists. Washington State officially selected his young adult novel, Envy, for the National Book Festival, and The Deep Dark was named Idaho Book of the Year. He's a Seattle native who lives with his wife in rural Washington State, and he's already at work on his next thriller. And his website is www.greggolsen.com. So I just wanted to go ahead and get, you know, his about the author out of the way before I dive into this book. But it was very hard to put down um, just because, you know, like I said, this is one of the genres that I, I love. It's also something that I obsessively watch on YouTube. Like these are typically like true crime cases are typically what you'll find me watching on YouTube um, 99% of the time. And... It was very hard to put down for that reason, just because, you know, these are things I'm interested in. I was a criminal justice major in college, and I was studying to be a forensic um, evidence technician. So these types of things are, and also I was also debating like forensic psychologists, but you know, the idea of like actually sitting face to face with a serial killer kind of, you know, no thank you, I'd rather just analyze evidence. (laughs) Um, But, criminal justice and like true crime has always been something that I've been interested in since I was a kid. I grew up watching shows like NCIS and CSI Miami, like all of those shows. 
Um, and so reading this book, it was hard to put down for that reason. But the actual case itself is probably one of the most disturbing cases that I have read. Um, like, I, it was so shocking to me that this is something that actually happened and that people actually had to go through and, like, live with. Because, like, it's, it's a pretty dark case. Um, it, it's my first book by Greg Olson, and he has definitely become an automatic buyer for me. I do want to read his other, um, true crime accounts because he, he did this really well. He took information from, um, like, reportings of the case, and he interviewed, um, he interviewed all three daughters, he interviewed, um, the grandmother of the daughters whose name was changed in the book to protect her privacy um and he actually interviewed i believe he interviewed um the husband but i could be wrong about that but the i want to say main character but <laughs> the monster of the book is shelly nodick and she was described as a problem child with terrible behavior in her young years and she had three husbands the final husband is the one that all of this happened with um but her first two managed to get away from her um the first one you know she lured him back in but it wound up just not working the second one same type of thing um they fell in love, you know, all was good, grand, and wonderful, and then the problems started, and he managed to get away, and through both of those first two husbands, Shelly had two kids, um, the first being Nikki, she was the oldest daughter, and the second being Sammy, who was the middle daughter, and um, Nikki, I remember reading that Nikki had said that she really loved Sammy's dad. She, like, really took to him. Um, and one thing to know about Shelly is that she kept her kids from their dads. Like, once she moved on, like, it's like their dad didn't exist. And she made her kids call any new man she was with dad. So when she met Dave, her third husband... Nikki and Sammy had to call him dad, even though they knew that wasn't their actual dad, which is actually heartbreaking. And they were told that, you know, their dads wanted nothing to do with them and that they were horrible. But later on, they've come to found out that like their dads actually were trying to see them. Like they didn't want to be away from their kids. They just wanted to be away from Shelly. Um, which seems to be a pattern with everybody in her life, but she's also a massive manipulator, so I can understand why that would be kind of difficult. Um, but when she meets Dave, um, that's her third husband, and, you know, everything is good, grand, and wonderful. And 
the abuse was happening with her kids before she even met Dave. Um, but once her and Dave moved into this new house called the Louderback House in Old Willapa, that's when the abuse started picking up the most, especially with the girls. Um, Tori wasn't born until a little bit later. She's the youngest daughter. But Nikki and Sammy endured it, and Nikki actually endured it the most. And the reason why is because Nikki tried to fight back. She was like, Shelly was the type of person that would just ambush you as soon as you walked in the door. And there's multiple accounts of Nikki saying that that's exactly what happened. Like, she would come home from school and all of a sudden her mom would be in the worst mood. And, you know, everything would happen. And the things that she did to her kids, like, I don't even want to go into detail on here just because it's so messed up. But... There's people that are just not meant to be parents, and Shelly is one of those people. Um, when she first had Nikki, she actually dropped her off at Lara, her stepmother, Nikki's stepmother's house, Nikki's grandmother. Um, and Lara didn't know if Shelly would ever come back until she randomly just came and picked up Nikki. Um, just like randomly, just randomly came and picked up her kid as if nothing happened. Um, and the visits had to be, like, strategically planned by Shelly. Um, Shelly was the type of person that wanted attention on her at all times. She wanted to be in control at all times. She, all of Dave's paychecks went right to her. She spent all of their money, um, just randomly shopping, buying things that they didn't need, just having an obsessive need to spend money meanwhile dave is over here barely even making it home because he's working so much trying to keep up with all of you know like the bills and like the family necessities and making sure everybody has food and like on the table and all this and shelly's just blowing all the money um and then they have tori and obviously, like, you know, Tori's the baby. She's good, grand, and wonderful. Nikki, the oldest, is still getting the brunt of all of the abuse. And then one day, Shelly finds out that her nephew, Shane, is kind of just living on the streets. And they, he's a few hours away. So everybody gets in the car and they go and pick him up. And everything is okay at first like he does chores like the other girls do and eventually it becomes him and nikki that are getting the brunt of the abuse and shane shane didn't want to put up with it he was grateful to his aunt for having a place to live he had to call her mom and he had to call dave dad which is beyond messed up because he shane had parents his dad was kind of, you know, not around, and his mom had substance abuse issues and, you know, couldn't really take care of him, but he had parents, and the fact that Shelly's like, you know, where your parents just proves her need for control even more, um, and he would run away, and when he would run away, he, Shelly would make the girls get in the car and they would go and drive and find him bring him right back and he would get punished for these runaways 
um, it got to a point where at first Shane had a bed, right? Obviously, you, you need a bed to sleep on. Well, that got taken away from him. And he wound up eventually sleeping on the floor in Nikki's closet. And that became his room. Just think about that. He's about the same age as Nikki when this is going on. And he, or a year older, I believe they're about to graduate high school when this is going on. So they they only have one more year until they graduate. Or I think he graduates that year and Nikki graduates the year later. But either way, they're very close to graduating, and he wants to make a run for it, like his last and final runaway. But he never gets that chance because Shelly and Dave kill him. And that's not revealed until later on, but that's what happened. And at the time that Shane was living at the house, Shelly's friend Kathy comes in. And Kathy started out as just Shelly's hairdresser, then turned into a friend and then became the babysitter of the kids. And she never witnessed Shelly's abuse to the kids. She just thought that the kids were just bad kids. Um, and her name is Kathy. She was also a witness at Shelly and Dave's wedding. And things are going on in Kathy's life that eventually lead Shelly to be like, you just, you just have to come stay with us. And so Kathy agrees and she packs up her house, you know, she packs up her clothes and posters and books and, you know, her belongings. And she has them set up in the room that Shelly puts, um, puts her in. And eventually her belongings slowly start disappearing. Eventually... Kathy starts taking the brunt of all of the abuse and Nikki and Shane are relieved because you know it means that they don't have to deal with Shelly but Shane has to partake in the abuse of Kathy um he's forced to kick her in the head um and just it it's it's unexplainable and it's unexcusable and it's just I just it's just one of those cases that just really get to you. It's just like how can someone do that to a person, let alone children, let alone their own children? Like and then innocent people, like her best friend. She called this person her best friend. And it's, just, it's beyond me. And not only was Shelly fucked up in that way, but she also faked having cancer um, to gain sympathy from her kids and her husband. Um, her husband would take her to her chemo appointments, but he'd never go in the building with her. He'd wait in the car because she told him to. And it was later revealed that she would just walk in the building, go out the back door, go shopping for like two hours, and then come back through the door and act like all sickly. Um, she cut her own hair to make it, like, look like I'm losing hair from the chemo and all of this, but Lara was a nurse. Her stepmother was a nurse and knew that she was faking it, um, but Shelly wouldn't admit to it, which is just another thing on the list 
to prove how fucked up she is as a person. Um, but it's just, it's crazy. And then once they wound up killing Kathy, they burned her body in their backyard as if she, they were just like having a bonfire. Because like, I guess he just burnt leaves and logs on top of her to like kind of hide the smell of burning human flesh. Um, because they did, they, 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 uh, dismembered her. Um, Shane was, they were told that Shane ran off to Alaska. And he was only in contact with Shelly, which Lara found weird. And it wasn't revealed until very later on in the book that they wound up killing Shane. And then Shelly meets this guy, Ron, through this old guy that she helps. And Ron becomes the new Kathy. And Tori really took to Ron. Tori, the youngest daughter, really took to him. Like, they they had, like, a nice, like, almost uncle-ish slash grandfather-ish relationship. Um, she called him Uncle Ron. She really enjoyed, you know, talking to him and felt comfortable around him. And they had a good relationship. And Shelly punished her for that. And it just, every time they got caught talking, Ron's punishments got worse. Um until eventually the same thing that happened to Kathy happened to Ron but Nikki wound up moving out Sammy like Nikki ran away um Sammy wound up having it easy because she always just went along with her mother she barely had any suffering but Nikki was the one that went to Lara about all of it and both Lara and Nikki went to the police and that's how, you know, all that started. And then eventually, um, Sammy was allowed to see Tori and Tori brought her to see Nikki because once Nikki was gone, no one was allowed to speak about Nikki. It was as if Nikki didn't exist once she was no longer under Shelly's control. But Sammy snuck Tori to go see Nikki and it was this beautiful reunion. Um, and Tori confessed to, you know, abuse happening to her, which really shocked the other two, especially Sammy. And Sammy eventually wound up having custody of Tori. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what went on, um, without giving away too many spoilers. But there was multiple murders that took place at the hands of Shelly and Dave and so much abuse just to their own kids and that's another thing too is dave denied that shelly ever abused the girls but he helped her do it it's like how can you deny that abuse is happening but you're literally partaking in it i just it, the whole book was beyond me but it was written so well it was it was really written so well and I highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, but that's all for this episode. I thank you guys for listening. If you've stuck around this far, um, my next episode will be next week. Um, and yeah, like I said, I have listener support on now, so you can mon- donate monthly to support the podcast. There's three options. There's 99 cents a month, 4.99 a month, and 9.99 a month. Um, 
which will go to either updating equipment for the podcast or buying more books to be able to review for the podcast. Um, so all the money will be going back into the podcast, don't worry. Um, and even if you don't want to donate, that's completely fine. It's not required at all. Um, donations, listening, following, sharing, all of that is super, super, super appreciated. But liking the podcast, following the podcast, and sharing the podcast are super, super, super important. So if you have been, thank you. If not, please do. Um, And I will see you guys next week.